All right, welcome back to the Crossover Cellist. I'm your host, Louis Patzner, and with me today is Roxy Rossen, uh, the project called Roxy Rossen. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And also here on the podcast is Ariel Wayne, who's been on the uh, show before, but you guys are collaborating on this thing that we're going to talk about, Fem Freak Folk and the uh, t- Tank. No, no, no. <laughs> there's no T. I thought it starts with a V. The no. Arts and Music Catalyst Collective. Yeah, and a- AMCC. But I don't yeah, see okay. the V as like part of the title. You just say the because most things need an article. My bad. Before it. And full disclosure, <laughs> and this is so embarrassing, but we already recorded. We already did a take of this, and it. I don't know what happened. It got deleted. I'm sorry. I'm just so. Thrilled that uh, we were able to get together. Time chatting before, anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we were coming from rehearsal in El Cerrito, anyway. So we were playing with Terrell at uh, yeah Star Plow on Saturday. That's sort of the reason why we're getting together for this chat. Mm -hmm. Is we're doing a show at Star Plow on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You're playing. You're playing. I'm playing. Should I do a quick run through of the lineup? Yeah. Yeah. So first, okay, what is the show? So the show is showcasing and celebrating female expression um, and mm-hmm. I see femme freak folk as being very strongly authentic yeah, and dedicated to the craft of playing acoustically um, and just to the craft of playing one's instrument and music making in general yeah and I think also to like for me I, I find that a lot of the times like <clears throat> women artists and just singer-songwriters in general, both men and women, kind of get lumped into one category of, like, this is what it is. And singer-songwriters. Yeah. They're not pop, so they're singer-songwriters. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's so broad and just, it doesn't really actually encompass what it means, I think, to be mm-hmm. a woman artist or a singer-songwriter, whether, you know, man or woman. And so, for me, too, this show is about the fact that you know in maybe in another context we would all be lumped as one genre in some way but actually every one of us our music is radically different in a lot of ways and just and I think that's something to be celebrated is that you know it's I think society misses this a lot that women are not just we're not just the genre of women we're just right. mm-hmm. we each have our own individual expression as well yeah yeah I like that are we gonna get into subgenres here no <laughs> <laughs> can we do it a little bit just a little well, bit well femme freak folk is a subgenre I think oh sure in some ways yeah, yeah. because um, I guess you have indie folk anti-folk but I see femme freak folk as being yeah, they're being room to be kind of outlandish and experiment with diff- like drawing in influences from different genres. Yeah, yeah. That was going to ask about the freak. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I mean we're going to freak out the squares. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just you know all of us are we have such diverse backgrounds. Like you know when I was playing with when I was rehearsing with Terrell earlier, you know we were. Like, we started out playing some of my songs, and then we started playing, doubling some Bach, you know, violin, because he plays mandolin, so he can play Bach tunes, so we started playing some Bach, 
And then we m moved on to some old-time fiddle tunes, and then we somehow circled back, I guess, to my songs. And, you know, and I know, Roxy, you have, you know, classical piano and violin background, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't call your music classical. You seem to be pulling no. from many different energies and different yeah. sounds. Mm -hmm. I think if one is writing using like your subconscious you're kind of um filtering through all the music you've ever heard really when right you're, when you're writing yeah. I agree with that. so that's why i think what you're saying about music being so individualistic it, it so is because each of us not only listens to our own different kinds of music and we're exposed to different kinds of music each of us differently but we filter it differently and yeah. internalize it differently and use it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we can all, like, have, you know, maybe similar backgrounds or in terms of what we might listen to, but then when we create our output, it just comes out in such different mm -hmm. ways because mm -hmm. we each have our own, yeah, like you said, way of just processing it. Yeah. And, and different internal emotional lives as well. And that yeah. will, will yeah. come out through the music. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing I love to do for each episode is to get a little info on the guest. And I know we did this last time, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for the listeners, it's not the last time. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first time. So, Roxy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? Mm -hmm. What's your musical background? Mm -hmm. So, I come from um, the southeast of England, a small town called Hitchin. It's um, a very like quintessential... English town, I think, with a marketplace, a corn exchange, and old buildings and stuff. And um, so I moved from there to study in London and then in Paris, where I um, majored in my degree in piano, classical piano and violin. Right. And, um, and you're in the music scene in London, and it seems like mm -hmm. doing uh, songwriting collectives back then. Yes, so back in London, before I fell ill with Lyme, that was like 2011, I was active from about 2007, um, and we were, I was playing on the same scene as people like Fiona Bevan, Ed Sheeran was around at that time as well. Oh yeah, the um, man of many lawsuits. Yes, <laughs> but it wasn't, he wasn't part of our anti-folk collective at the time, I don't think. Um, he wasn't cool enough? Not you wouldn't let him be in a club? Not necessarily that. Ed Sheeran, I mean... He just... I guess we weren't, we were kind of in the broader circle yeah, of I, playing I'm in the kidding, gigging scene, but we weren't like, um, he wasn't drawn to us and we weren't drawn, drawn to him yeah. necessarily. Well, because you guys weren't trying to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> we were also not trying to be pop stars. I think, which he achieved. Which he achieved very well. Yeah. And um, there's a woman named Fiona Bevan actually that kind of crosses over between, so she was kind of involved in our anti-folk scene, but she was also... She wrote songs that were maybe crossed over a little bit more into pop, uh -huh. and she ended up collaborating with Ed Sheeran, and she now songwrites for major music oh, companies. Yeah. Those sound like Hal Slytherin type people. <laughs> 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 so we were talking about um, Harry Potter before, and yeah. what schools everybody... What, or yeah, what, what, Ariel what, and I, are, are, house, we've been watching... What house, yeah. yes, everybody belong to. We've been watching the movies and, and rehashing through... She's been so rehashing through the books. Um, <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> but any, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so, we so, were, so you're not, you weren't going for the pop thing. What would you say you're going for? I don't really know. I think anti-folk at the time, what felt like... It's an interesting uh, subgenre there. Yes, it's, yeah. Um, so I think in the same way as freak folk, it, it references folk, but it's sort of, so there was, um, oh, what's that slightly schmaltzy band that folk? Uh, Coldplay. Um, <laughs> um, Mumford and Sons. Mumford, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I like them, but they're also sort. There's like I think they are kind of continuing that kind of folk feel in in a more modern way, kind of pop folk kind of thing. And we were sort of anti that a bit, I think. Um, anti um, anti establishment or anti yeah. things that are expected in music and I mean so, if you listen to the Mumford and Sons album they basically just have the same song on there about 11 times right <laughs> so I played the, you're more like the con- contrarian composer collective I guess so yeah a little bit and we even called ourselves anti-anti-folk at one point oh really <laughs> that's so awesome. meta that's very meta we just got incepted right there <laughs> we kind of became aware of our own thing and then we thought this is a really good thing. Anyway, we were called As Yet Collective for a while because we couldn't think of a name, As Yet yeah. Unnamed. And some of the other people um, I enjoyed playing with were um, William Nine. He sounds quite similar to a brother, Danielson. Have you ever heard of him? No. Or Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, I sure. love Neutral Milk. So he's a, I guess, he, for me, he sounds a bit like that, but he also has this kind of falsetto. Kind of, along with it and brother Danielson is this evangelical Christian who sings like that like a Mm -hmm. really weird like harsh things are good stuff (laughs) (laughs) and he's really weird and he he performs in a tree (laughs) (laughs) why can't American evangelical Christians be like this well that was an American he was an American and That's he, amazing. Yeah, That's I, just, incredible. I discovered him in. Okay. We're just not deep enough in the Christian rock scene. I guess we're not. Well, I need to find those rock. guys. He's just totally alternative and weird. Uh, um, yeah. So. The Antichrist rock? I mean, uh, the Christian rock? Never mind. <laughs> well, he was definitely playing with a lot of the stereotypes. Well, that's cool. I appreciate that. Christianity. It was really. Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, William and I reminded me a lot of that person. And we met each other at an open mic way, way back in 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And then we started to play and reach out to other musicians that we enjoyed listening to. Um, David Goo, Mr. Williams, um, but Bill Keys, I think, was one of the um, artists at the time. Mm-hmm. It's, a bit, it's a while ago, so I can't remember everyone. Oh, Left With Pictures yeah. was a great band as well. Yeah. I think you, you guys might actually make a list. Yeah. Sure, that would be cool. Oh, you know, yeah, I can make a little playlist. We should have want a fun to. freak folk playlist, oh, like yeah, an yeah. AMCC, like yeah, because there are playlists that are out there. I've seen a, a London mm-hmm. anti folk playlist, a femme freak folk playlist, and yeah, have maybe like electro freak folk, yeah, around here because there is that electro freak folk. Yeah, there is. Some, I think we're gonna have. I I would see, I would term day ghost as ah. electro. Yeah, femme this freak is where I'm trying to yeah. trying to get. Hmm. Subgenres for each band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I claim the progressive folk. Progressive folk. Okay. I'm like not prog rock. I'm prog folk. 
Sure. <laughs> okay, that's Ariel Wang, progressive folk. Anti uh, Roxy Rossin, anti folk. Kind of. Da- I, I would freak folk, I think. So. Freak folk. Mm-hmm. For, uh, uh, formerly anti folk, freak folk. Yeah, I think it's become more melodramatic. Could you say, like, post. Yeah, yeah, freak folk slash post anti folk? Yeah, it's. I think I started out a bit anti folk. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I used some pop chords and structures in the past and some yeah. like some of my songs I still like that because I'm playing older songs but the newer songs I've written are more melodramatic uh-huh. a bit more of a French uh-huh. chanson kind of thing yes. like Jacques Brel or Ooh, I love Jacques Brel like the kind of like um, the swells yeah. that happen that remind me of at classical music actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well yeah well I definitely encourage that direction <laughs> uh so, now you're here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. We're doing this from your house in El Cerrito. Yeah. Uh, which is quite lovely, I have to say. You know, oh, nice setup. Yeah. It's and a nice little cottagey place. It's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, we're, this, the Femme Freak show, part of the AMCC. 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 Yeah, excuse yes. me. AMP. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, that show is on Saturday, October thirteenth yes. at the Story Plow. Doors yep. are at eight. Doors are at seven thirty. First band at eight. First band at eight. Who's yeah. the first band? Artemisia. What's her set genre? Um, Parisian Luna. I, I moon feel like she's folk. Yeah, Parisian moon folk. Yeah. <laughs> Because, well, I, the reason why I say Parisian is just, I don't, we have this, there's a songwriting circle that Roxy has put together, and I went to one of, the first one, and the um, woman, Celine Ross, who's in Artemisia, played a song, and I was, and I felt like I was, you know, in, like, kind of the 20s, and, like, yeah. just that old, like, kind like of, like, Like a French salon. Yeah. Yeah, just like. Is this a bad term? Um, salon writer? Singer salon writer? Maybe singer salon. I I don't know. No, it's bad. I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was a test. That was a test. (laughs) (laughs) Singer salon writer? (laughs) That's not okay. So more more Parisian. (laughs) But just like kind of like very romantic. Yeah. But not like. But there's a lot of like longing and just I don't know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yearning. Yearning right. for the moon. Yearning for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And Artemisia. Artemisia. Local Artemisia. band, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ansley. Ansley Luce. And, and that's just under her name, right? Yeah. What's so her far. What's her subgenre? Appalachian freak. Appalachian rainbow folk. Rainbow folk. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like a, a close cousin to the freak. So, oh. yeah. Like. Because Appalachian t- dream folk. Yeah. yeah. Astral yeah. Appalachian. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> projection. Senior mountain writer. I feel like you're just throwing <laughs> words out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is kind of funny because I don't think you've actually heard like any of these. That's true. I have Except not heard. Except me and Roxy. <laughs> so you're just Ansley. throwing words. I met Ansley and we p- played with Terrell who plays with her. So it's she, like a close... Her music is very similar to Terrell's, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm. It's got that kind of 
ethereal. Well, like sound. Yeah, and I like um, some open tunings. Yeah, uh huh. She has she does this thing that Terrell does Americana. a lot, um, where. <laughs> Again, <laughs> sorry. I'm not she sure does this thing that Terrell does a lot, and well, it's this thing that, like, you know, like in every chord that she plays, there's like one note that sustains the whole time. So oh. there's like this one note that's kind of the thread that ties. Because some of the chords that mm-hmm. she plays, and I know that like Terrell plays, they're not conventional chord progressions and usually in conventional chord progressions what it's like everything kind of moves very little like all the voicings right Mm. but with their music it's just there's just usually like one or two notes that just sustain throughout the whole song Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of the backbone and everything else just kind of textural almost yeah yeah and i really love the effect of that painting or something yeah exactly So it reminds me of an impressionist painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we have Chelsea. Chelsea Coleman, who we talk about on Ariel's uh, most recent episode. Yeah. She played at her house. And yeah. it was a truly magical set. Truly magical. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I think the best, we agreed it's the best one we've seen. Oh, we've yeah, seen my favorite Chelsea ones. Coleman set. I've seen, yeah, seen her play a few times. Yeah. So if you're wanting a sub-genre for Chelsea Coleman... Yes. I think confessional. Yeah. yeah. Because something else. Yes. It's personal. Magical. It's confessional. It's almost like... See, I, I know she categorizes herself a little bit under, like, just country. Cause, and I think that mm-hmm. she does bring in a lot of that, like, kind of old, like, you know, more like Woody Guthrie, like, there's that kind mm-hmm. of just raw, like, kind of... Yeah, well, it's, she's from Country. Oklahoma. She is from and, Tulsa. And that music, mm. or you know, that culture, yeah. I think it's definitely you hear in the music more than more so than if you're just talking to her. You know, you know, you don't pick up the Oklahoma thing, but then she starts doing her her songs, and it's like, oh, okay, I see where you're from. Like you've got, yeah. she's got a lot of that, yeah, that just countryness in her. But again, it's like. Just I don't want to put her under yeah. that. Either. Well, it's more kind of American, like a confessional Americana magical. Yeah. Post dream folk. Yeah. Post dream folk. Maybe not. Let's. let's I don't know. Mix if she's, that one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's like the first word that comes to my mind is like country, but it doesn't. It really. I feel like it's beyond. Well, I think folk some of that in some way. What's the difference between folk and country? Um, I think country has it has a very specific sound to it, whereas I think folk actually encompasses a much bigger yeah. Like country, I think funk falls under folk. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, because I think folk can encompass a lot. But then, like traditional folk has origins that are European. Yeah. And right. And country yeah. music is really an American. How does country happen? Where does country come from? I think country actually came from a lot of. Um, I'm not an expert, by like in any way on this, but I the imagine yodeling. country the yodeling. That's yeah, kind of strange. Yodeling that's a an that's... Alpine thing, right? I it's think also it's Nordic, isn't it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was more of a Swiss thing. Well, 
I think of the word Nordic as including those countries. Yeah. Oh, okay, excuse me. I mean, I feel like the country, it's a very American genre, but it has its roots. I mean, because so much of what's, you know, considered American music does originate from Europeans because that's the people who came in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and settled here and brought that music. Like, a lot of music that, you know, from the Appalachians, there's actually... Um, if you look in the Library of Congress, uh, people have gone through all of the United States and gotten folk music from like Detroit, from the Appalachians, mm-hmm. from like Boston area. And based on who settled there, um, like I think it was a lot of Polish settled in the Detroit, Michigan area. So can you they listen have... to this in the Library of Congress? Yes. So they have really? samples where they took Ooh. the old like wax, you know, like recording cylinders, cylinders yeah. and mm. people traveled all throughout the, um, I'd say there's actually one main guy who did it. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but you can actually hear the, the American folk traditions in each part of the United wow. States um, originates from actually a part of Europe. So I think in I like do the this. East Coast, I'm going go to go to the of... Library of Congress and do some proper research. Yeah, and, it's and fascinating. And origins of everything. I bet like, Harold's dad's deep into this. He's the one who told me yeah, all Harry this. Harry Lee's Where does Harold's dad live? He lives Lafayette. in Lafayette. Yeah, and, and Terrell comes from a family of folk musicians. And, and, and Harry and... What's uh, his Harry mom's name? Harry and Cindy. Yeah, they, I mean, they know so much about old-time music. Can you I, do a podcast on the origins of folk? That'd I think it would be fun. I think it would be good. Special edition. Yeah. Origins of folk podcast. And I think with the Lee talk, Strand family. I think that would be <laughs> amazing. I mean, that one of my I used to take lessons from from Harry Lee Strand, take fiddle lessons, yeah. and one of our lessons was we just sat there, like, you know, I had my computer up, and he was just like typing in all of these recordings from Library of Congress, and was like, "This is from Detroit. This is from like more yeah, of the East Coast, like New York huh? area. Like, there's, wow. you know, there was a lot of. Oh, so you can listen like, to it online. You don't have to. So yes, there. you do listen to Ooh. it. It's all available online. Isn't it more fun to take a pilgrimage though? It I is. was thinking that. <laughs> it would be, but it's, it's a little more nice. expensive and tumpy. <laughs> well, I think it's what you can do is you can go on the internet and then just kind of like find your your right. niches, what like what yeah. really interests you, and you can kind of delve into it. And then yeah. when you go to Library of Congress, it's less like oh, right. all this stuff, so and you can yeah. just go because you could spend right. the rest of your life there, of course, just on this, and you would never get through right. it all. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got Chelsea Coleman. And then Ariel Wang, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Roxy, I think. Are we going in order? Because I think Rox. I think I'll play after Chelsea. Okay. Because well, you, you've got a gig well, happening. Yeah, yeah. I and now I'm playing with you, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the so, timing There's worked. an emergency. Does the timing or, work? Well, I'm done. I'm, oh yeah, I'm done at nine. Okay. Because actually, then I'm thinking um, that we should switch because you have a bigger. Band and bigger sound, and I think that tends to work hmm. better on the later side of things. This is all very know. gracious, but I think that we should okay. yes. save this for off the podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. yeah. So the schedule is not totally determined, but I think you can check like the Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah. the Facebook page. And we'll put a link to that in yeah. the description. Okay. But I just want to make sure we get to everything, and then we already established yeah. Dagos is what kind of um, electro synth freak folk. Yeah, and are we missing anybody? I think that's Ariel Wang. Roxy, Roxy. Amazing. Yeah. Appalachian 
I'll be Prague folk. Prague folk. Prague folk. Prague folk. Dream Prague folk. Yes. Yes. I'll take that. And Roxy, Ariel, Dagos. I think Ansley, I should change my name at some point Chelsea. to include the band because that's what Ariel keeps saying she's going to do. Yeah, my band started it. to come back together because <laughs> the drummer I played with Aziz uh. um, left this summer to go on a bicycle collective. They they cycled all the way oh. around America, and he was just gone all summer. But we'd had. Um, a really good rapport playing together before that all through the first half of the year yeah. he's back now cool nice right? yeah this is um I've met him uh Aziz yes mm-hmm. Aziz um uh, yeah he's very talented so you are celebrating something for this show right single you're yeah releasing a song <laughs> yeah celebrating Although the release of a it's song it's gonna be like a pre-release and so um there will be it will be possible to um, purchase like a download link that I will be giving out on that day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is from an upcoming album or EP. Yes. Upcoming album, album called yeah. Quenching the Kill. Right. Which we talked briefly about before. Before all, all my um, stuff got deleted. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry again. Uh, yeah. So, and, and the song is called Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Can you give us like a the Cliff Notes version of it? Of the story, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Or, or I mean, or the uh, whole version. Or like, what do you want to talk? What do you want to say about this? Because we have limited time. Because you're about to teach a lesson. Yes, that's true. Um, so, well, quenching the kill. The idea behind the album for me at the time was that I was working through um, um, validating my own anger, survival anger, um, which I think um, animals have lots of and. Is just natural to them to to be predators when they need to be predators and right. whatever, and um, and so quenching the kill, quenching that um, that need for survival, is what it's about. Yeah. And a lot of the songs um, explore my um, processing of malignant love, <laughs> <laughs> and the Good Shepherd is an ironic title about. Um, being with being involved in a romantic situation where the person is not behaving as in a healthy loving way uh-huh. and um, it was inspired by an experience I had in China that I witnessed um, a woman being really beaten up in, in broad daylight in front of a lot of people and tried to save her but it wasn't possible so that uh, um, was that that was her husband that was being here? Do you think? I think boyfriend or partner. Yikes. Yeah, somebody. They were definitely in a romantic relationship. Yeah, so it's a really uplifting song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think it's you know great to have songs that are about something and actually have meaning. So. I think it kind of um, celebrates the anger, the righteous anger about that sort of thing. And to be honest, I haven't heard it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. But, but you're going to send it to me, right? <laughs> I've sent it all of them to you. Actually. You have. Fantastic. Yeah, so I'm going to try to put this up this afternoon. Because okay, uh, the show's Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It's coming, it's coming up. up. And there will be more, right? Yes. So we're organizing. So the aim of um, the Arts and Music Capitalist Collective is to promote musicians 
within and beyond the Bay Area and to build bridges with technology companies and help them yeah. to understand the the importance of the presence of the arts and and support it so that it doesn't die. And so Femme Freak Folk is a subdivision of that. Subdivision of that. Are there any other subdivisions? I think there will be. There will be. We're at the beginning. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just the start would of... Would one of them be like, um, you know, crossover string collective of... With position. member of Lewis Patzner, member of one. <laughs> yeah, Lewis Patzner. I think that would be amazing. No, that I'm just be... kidding. Like a cla- but, uh, like needless to cla- say, I'm down. You know, I, I think it's cool. I think that Listen. would be great because, you know, there's a... One of the things that I've noticed is, um, luckily, we have a decent amount of support for... What are, you know, what are considered, I guess, more classical music, classical arts, um, and, you know, in an okay support of jazz. And I think for us, one of the reasons of putting this together is we feel that other genres deserve support equal support. Well. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we are, and I feel like what's also happening is the what's been the classical musician model of doing things. Um, Patronage. Has, patronage um a lot of playing in orchestras a lot of you know like just a very specific way of doing things has also changed more and more slowly to model what other musicians mainly like kind of rock folk um the i guess mainstream music like the the models are kind of they're melding together and we just happen to be lucky enough that like we meaning Lewis and I and Roxy the three of us have experience in all of the above and mm-hmm. we can bring yeah. it all together yeah. and that was the doorbell that was the doorbell so that thank was my you student. thank you so much for being on the podcast Roxy and for doing it twice yes oh my god yes. <laughs> uh, so I hope I'm to never have to do that again but it was a pleasure and thank you for the yeah. food and thank you for the song this is The Good Shepherd by Roxy Rawson and remember it's not celloist it's cellist before we listen to the song we're gonna just talk a little bit about how to get into the show yeah so we are doing um you can buy tickets online from uh i believe it's eventbrite um and the tickets online the pre-sales are ten dollars but if you do come to the door uh we have a sliding scale of seven to twenty um and the reason that we do sliding scale more often than just set ticket prices is we want as many people who can attend to come as possible and so if all you can really afford is is seven dollars that's great and on the other hand you know if you are somebody who you know is doing a little bit better uh in in this economy in the bay area and have a little bit more to give um then you can give uh the twenty dollars to help support both the artists and also to make it possible for other people um and anyone who wants to come to really be able to afford it we really believe in community and a part of that is is supporting each other and making things available to other people yeah. um, as much as possible. Or if you really want help, then, you know, pay $100. Or what I, I would say... say no to $100. What I would say is pay pay the, you know, whatever the admission is, and then buy a bunch of merch from all of these musicians. Yes. You know, everybody is making their own CDs, their own T-shirts, their own download cards, you know, and... That money pretty much goes straight to the artists. It's not like we're all on huge major labels where 
uh, you buy a record and you will see a, a couple of cents, you know. It's a great way to support us. And also, thought we want to be moving our units, you know. We want to get rid of these CDs that are crowding our closets and have a reason to print new ones. Yeah, and, you know, like, I think that this is something that isn't, you know, that has kind of culturally changed for us with music. Like, for me, I used to... You know, and I still do take a lot of pleasure in actually buying an album and then being able to see the artwork that went into the album. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, CDs will have liner notes and you can read about the music. Um, now, of course, you know, with the internet, a lot of that stuff is available, but, you know, there's still, to me, the magic of, of having something tangible that I can capture and hold. Um, and I think that's one of the things about the internet is everything seems so slippery. It can yeah. change and it can be swiped away. Most definitely. better or worse. Yeah. Um, all right. So I hope to see you guys at the show. Hee <laughs> hee